Hello, and welcome to the University of Spiritual Warfare, Bible Code 7, University of Spiritual Warfare, and we have one exciting conversation to have tonight. We're going to be talking about Mystery Babylon. Now, who is Babylon in the book of Revelation? Who is Babylon, or what is Babylon? And also, what has Babylon done? These are very powerful and pertinent questions. And we need to know the answers to these powerful questions. Now we have heard something said about Babylon. We have not heard the full report. And we have not the full understanding of what's going on with Babylon. But we did hear a few things. We heard it mentioned, but we just don't have the understanding. So what will God's judgment be upon this Babylon and upon the people of Babylon? That's a good question because the judgment is pronounced and it's in the Bible. <clears throat> One of the things we need to understand is that the Bible says that the people of Babylon shall become weary. The people are going to what? Become weary. They're going to be worn down. They're going to be beaten down. They're going to be. Uh, they're going to be trying their very best, but they're going to be losing at every step of the way. They're going to become weary, worn down, worn out. They will not overcome. They won't have their way. They're going to be a defeated people. Now, this Babylon, if you. Recall, I've talked about a book called The Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon. And in the, that book, which is my last book, and that is a must-have book, you should order a copy of it, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or go to BibleCode7.com and get a copy of that book. Because in that book, I'm going to give you a little secret, I have revealed that the USA is Mystery Babylon. And you'll see why when you get the book. And you'll see what the scripture says and how it describes it. Now, what we will see also is that Babylon disguises herself. That's why she's called Mystery Babylon. She disguises herself because she's robed. She's covered in scarlet and purple. Scarlet and purple are the colors of the church, the colors of the tabernacle of God, those royal colors. Color purple and scarlet are reserved for royalty. And Babylon adorns herself, not only in jewels, but in purple and scarlet. And we see that because she is disguised in purple, and scarlet. People look at her adornment. People look at her covering. And people believe that, well, if she is covered in purple and she's covered in scarlet, then she must be. She must be church loving. She must be religious. She must be of God. And, it's not, and that's not true. When we decipher the scripture, we see that she has a golden cup in her hand. She is very elegantly very royally dressed and she has a cup in her hand a golden cup but inside of that cup 
It is full of filthiness of abominations. Every abominable thing that you can think of, every immorality, every wickedness that's, that can be thought or imagined upon the face of the earth, Babylon has a cup filled with that. Not only does she have a cup filled with that and she is drinking from the cup, but she has lovers. She has those that fornicate with her. She has other nations that are drinking out of the same cup. So this is who Babylon is, and she's described as a whore, a prostitute, the mother, the producer, the one that gives birth to harlotry, the one that gives birth to wickedness and immorality. This is how the Bible describes her. And we will see that there's a battle, a raging battle going on across the U.S. And it's going on right now. That battle is spiritual. It is not political. It's spiritual. So even though it manifests itself in political guise, it is a spiritual battle. We will see that there are certain people in the political spectrum that are saying, no, we should do this. And then there's the opposing side that is running roughshod over everything and everyone, and you're having their way. This is a spiritual battle. Understand very carefully, there are still some 24-carat golden people left here in Babylon. There are still some people who have not soiled their garments who have not gone with the agenda. There are still some powerfully strong Christians, people who uphold truth, the Bible, the name of Jesus. They're here. They're in the minority. But the majority, and it seems like all of a sudden, the minority became the majority, and the minority, which is about maybe 1%, 2% people, they came and they began to speak for the whole nation. Before you know it, everything was turned upside down. And I believe that still you have a great amount of people that are just there. They're not, they're not of the immoral minority, but they are good people. And they're doing their very best to hold on. But some way, somehow, Babylon is becoming polluted. It has become tarnished. And then what has transpired, uh, you will see and you, you heard me say before, and that is that the nation has died because from the head they signed the declaration that they will not honor God. They honored it a couple of years ago. They say marriage is between one man and one woman. And now, since uh, uh, December 13, 2022, they have overturned that. And they have signed a Marriage Equality Act, where marriage between a man and a man and a woman and a woman is equal to marriage between one man and one woman, which goes contrary, totally contrary to what God stipulates in his word. And for that reason, the nation has died. For that reason, it has become an enemy of God. And for that reason, God says, I will destroy it in the same manner as I destroyed Sodom 
and Gomorrah. But see, God cannot do anything of that nature so quickly. Why? Because he has his precious saints interspersed all over in it. And these saints, these precious saints of God, are making prayers, fastings, and petitions to God. So God is holding back. And we are going to look and see that pretty soon it will be a physical warfare, not just a, a, a spiritual warfare, but a physical warfare. And we're going to see that it will be a physical warfare with bloodshed. And one of the things I need you to know and understand tonight is that the Bible says a nation that is divided against itself, it will not stand. This is the diagnosis of the United States of America today. It is a dead nation. It signed its own death certificate, 12, 13 of 22. I'm not ashamed of saying that because the Lord revealed that to me, and this is biblical. So Babylon is the USA, and Babylon is a dead nation. Now, in Jeremiah, the 51st chapter, and if you get that book, you'll see I coincide the scripture. Jeremiah 51 and 58, if you get your Bibles and you turn there with me, I'll point out all the scriptures. And I'll show you what the Lord has said regarding Babylon. Jeremiah 51, 58 says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken, and her high gates shall be burned with fire, and the people shall labor in vain. And the folk in the fire, the folk shall be in the fire, and they shall be weary. This is the word of God, Jeremiah 51, 58. So let's unpack the scripture. The broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken. Her high gate shall be burned with fire. Now in the cities, in the biblical days, they had walls around these cities, like the Great Wall of China. And to enter the city, for the people to go out to their fields and come back in, they had to enter through the city gates. The city gates would be closed at night, so nobody could come in. Well, the walls and the gates represented what? Security and protection. And the Bible says the broad, thick walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken. I'm going to break down her security. I'm going to break down her walls. And her high gates, I'll burn the gates so people will come in. All manner of people will come in and take her over. And then the people who are inside of Babylon, they're going to labor in vain. That's my punishment to them. They're going to labor in vain. All they try, you're not going to get anywhere. It's like trying to go in a hurricane. The hurricane is coming at you, and you're trying to make a few steps and go, and the wind is coming at you. You're not going anywhere. The wind is against you. So God says the people shall labor in vain, and the folk in the fire, and they shall be weary. They'll be worn out. As you see, it's not a physical thing. It's a spiritual thing. It's not by might, nor by your power, but by my spirit, said the Lord. These people are going to use physical power, strength power, 
and try to get everything they want, and it's not going to work. So God promised the security is going to be burned down. I'm going to leave this nation open. And what do you see across the southern border? Seven million plus people have come in in a matter of two years. Who are these seven million people? Are they documented? Uh, do you know about them? No, you don't. How many enemies came in? We don't know. How many got away? Well, they know about seven, a little bit over seven million that they have documented. But how many did get away? Don't know. What did they bring in? Don't know. Did they bring any weapons in? Weapons of mass destruction? Did they bring any uh, diseases in? Don't know. Well, let's line up what the word says. The Bible says, God says, thus said the Lord of hosts. The walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken. Her high gate shall be burned with fire. That means she has no security. Anybody can walk in that city and come in because I'm going to break the walls, hmm? the broad walls. I'm going to burn those gates with fire. Never mind going to the airport, the seaport. You're coming from another country and you're coming on by plane, you come by ship, they're going to ask you for your passport, your visa, or your citizenship, documentation, green card, what have you. You don't have one, they'll lock you up and deport you again. But don't worry, you can walk across the border. doesn't matter who you are. You know people, you can pay them. As you cross the border, they'll come fetch you, and you can just go right in and do what you want to do. Come in with what you want to come in. But if you got the right connections, I was reading, and you got the right amount of money, they'll take you to a secure place, and they'll have you go underground so many feet through a little elevator shaft, and you can walk through a tunnel for a mile or two or three or four or five miles and come out in another part deep inside the country, and uh, you'll be in. So here the Lord's word is coming to fulfillment, and it's what's going on today. And the people shall be weary. They're going to be worn down and worn out. Said another way, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the broad wall of Babylon will be completely overthrown, and the foundations raised, and their high gates will be set on fire. The people will labor in vain. They will labor in vain, and the nations become exhausted for fire that will destroy their work. Now, there's a lot of things to unpack from the scripture here. The people <coughs> labor in vain. All the people's labor will be for nothing. Do you ever have the feeling that you're getting up and you're going to work? And you're going to work and going to work and you're doing your very best to save and trying to make it, but you're going against a wind that's blowing against you. Somehow, two ends cannot meet. Somehow, there's too much month left at the end of your paycheck. There's too many bills left after you've paid some of the bills and you've paid out all of your paycheck. It's called inflation. People are suffering from that nasty word, inflation, now. And I told you what inflation was. When a corpse dies, it looks real good lying there. And for three days, that corpse, you'll probably not notice anything about it. But on the third day, the corpse will begin to get bloated, 
stagnation. It will become to get bloated. That's what's happening in America now. Things are becoming bloated. Things are becoming out of reach. A gallon of gas, ah, it's almost $4 a gallon now. A dozen eggs gone up. Used to be you take $100, you could feed a family of four groceries for a whole week. You need $300 now. Why? Inflation. So the people are laboring in vain, cannot make two ends meet. Not the super wealthy people I'm talking about, but most of the people. And the people, the nations, have become exhausted. God will destroy their work. Then he talks about the fires. The fires will destroy their work. Have you been reading about mysterious fires abounding here, there, and everywhere lately? I've been reading about fires for months now. Fire in a, uh, oil refineries. Fires in the food processing plant. Fire was in a, in a place where they had cows, livestock. Burned up all the cows. The cows died. Missed hundreds of cows died. Mysterious fires here, there, and everywhere. How did all those fires get started? And how come? It always seems to be in where there's food. The food processing plants. The chicken. Major places where they have chickens. They're raising chickens. Livestock. Food. Food warehouses. Always seems to be fires abounding everywhere. A fire will destroy their works. So the Bible says, fire will destroy their works. We're seeing all of their works being destroyed by fire. This is what we see happening today. Now, one of the things we must know and understand when we come to start fires and learn about fires, check out fires, we need to understand where the devil comes in. We need to go and get a good foundation. And I'm going to give you a good foundation tonight. In Isaiah, the 14th chapter and the 14th verse, Satan said, I will rise above the heights of the clouds and I'm going to become like the most high God. So this is his stipulation. This is his statement. One of the five I wills, I will, and he's going to challenge God. So he's going to become like the most high God. So I've taught you this before. Satan has achieved this Becoming like God through satellite or cloud technology. Satellites ascend above the clouds. They go into low Earth orbit, which is up a little bit lower than the moon, but where there is no gravity. And the satellites have more or less wings on them, solar panels. And they have these wings that spread out. And they catch the rays of the sun, and the sun hits the solar panel, and it converts it to energy, and the satellites can do tremendous things. Telephone signals, Internet, uh, GPS, all those kind of things done through satellites. Television, telecommunications, uploads, downloads, uplinks, downlinks, mostly done through satellites, military satellites, all that kind of stuff. So here we have. Uh, Satan saying, I'm going to rise above the heights of the clouds and I'm going to become like God. So through 
satellite technology and through cloud computing, Satan has become like God. And Satan is depending on that, that in the near future, he will put a chip in people, in their right hand or in their forehead. And anywhere they are on the face of the earth, you'll find them. Just like you being found because you have a smartphone. Anywhere you are, they know where your smartphone is. Well, if you leave your smartphone at home, they'll believe you're home when you're on the street somewhere. But anywhere your smartphone is, they know where it is. When you get a chip in your body, right hand or forehead, Satan will know where you are at all times. And not only does he know where you are, he'll be able to control you, give you signals. Hmm? He can tell you when to do what because he'll have control of you. Satan has gone even further. He says he has risen up with satellite-directed energy weapons. And I want you to hold that DEWS, Directed Energy Weapons, because we've been talking about fire, these mysterious fires and how they occur. Now, we know the Bible says that only God can answer by fire from heaven like it did on Mount Carmel. He's a God that answers by fire. But Satan also is an imitator of God, and Satan wants to play God. And he wants to tell men, I am God. So he's showing them a couple things. So Satan comes with satellites and has directed energy weapons to do the same thing as God did. And in the book of Revelation, the 13th chapter and the 13th verse, it says, Satan will make fire come down from heaven in the sight of men to make them believe he is God. Check it out in your Bible. Turn here as a matter of fact. Revelation 13, 13. He does great wonders so that he makes fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. Who does that? False prophet. That's Satan's man. So he's going to make fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of man. Do you think that's for entertainment? you think that's to say, well, look, I'm God. I'm going to make fire come down from heaven. And then they say, yay, and they give him a nice round of applause. No. Satan is going to do that because he's going to intimidate not only is he going to intimidate, but he is going to force people under threats. If you don't worship me, I'll burn you up, burn your house up, burn your building up, burn your car up, and I'll burn things up. You don't have your nation worship me? I'll burn your nation up. I'll burn up those big hotels. I'll burn up your fields of wheat. I'll burn up your fields of whatever you plant there. I'll burn up your nation. That's what that means. Satan will blackmail. He will threaten. He will intimidate because he's going to be able to make fire come down from heaven. Not like God did, but he will have the ability to do so through directed energy weapons. And he's going to do so. He's going to blackmail people. If you don't toe the line, I'll burn up houses. I'll burn up buildings. I'll burn up your people. Next time you get together, 
in a stadium or so, I'll, watch me, I'll burn that up. Lasers is what they use. And that's revealed in the Bible. According to this scientist, he's a great physicist. I listened to some of his videos. His name is Michio Kaku, a Japanese man, very brilliant, famous man. And he has the ability to make things easy to understand. And I listened to him. And he mentioned in one of my videos that I looked at, he talks about trillion, not billion or million, trillion watts. Like a 100-watt light bulb you put in your uh, kitchen uh, roof or you put in a lamp. No, this is not a 100 watts. This is trillion-watt lasers, multi-trillion-watt lasers. And he talks about them being fired into the clouds. Trillion plus watt lasers. Why did they fire a laser in the cloud? An energy weapon. Why did they do so? To induce storms, rains from time. And he, he said these were be, this was being done from the time of the Vietnam War. That's way back in the 60s and the late 60s and the 70s. And if this was being done then, how much more advanced are these weapons and this technology now? Well, because if it was fired up into the clouds, now they can put it up into space, low Earth orbit, and fire it down on the Earth and burn up things at will. I was telling you I was looking at a fire over in California, and it's called the Paradise Fire. And I saw the pictures and I looked at this car outside in this beautiful wooded area. And I looked at the car and it had aluminum rims and the rims melted. Every piece of the rim aluminum melted and ran down the driveway. And when I looked at the trees surrounding, I said, something is wrong with this picture. The trees are still green. The rim melted. So I went and I searched the internet, said, at what temperature does aluminum melt? It told me that aluminum melts at 1,255 degrees Fahrenheit. I went and I checked again and I said, what, uh, how much, what's the temperature of a fire that's outside burning of that nature? And they say a fire like that, like a forest fire, burns at normally, Five, six hundred, sometimes seven hundred degrees Fahrenheit. I've seen cars catch on fire, and I've never seen a, an aluminum rim melt. And I looked and I searched on the internet, and sure, I was right. So, how did this aluminum rim melt? Was it a directed energy weapon? Well, I'm inclined to believe that because of the high temperatures that melted this aluminum rim. So we are seeing today that what they can fire up into the clouds to make it rain and induce storms over Vietnam, so very, very powerful storms, they can also use them up there and shoot it down here. The Bible backs it up. Revelation 13, 13 says, Satan will what? He will cause fire to come down from heaven. 
and it will not be for entertainment purposes. It will be to intimidate, blackmail, and make people worship him. Now, all these things you need to know and understand. But because you don't have time to do the research and read about these things, I do the research and I read about these things. And by the way, I write about them in my book. So many revelations. Because it's in the Bible. And that's why you need to get that book, Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon. Read that book and see what the Bible has to say. Because the Bible is never, ever wrong. So let's go on. As we talk about Babylon, Mystery Babylon, is there a planned collapse of Babylon, America? And is that planned collapse coming soon? We're looking at things and things are beginning to go haywire. The wheels are coming off. Things are happening. The Bible tells us that a house divided against itself cannot stand. So there must be a collapse because there's a deep, great division in the United States of America. And don't stick your head in the sand and say, well, you know, no, 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 no. I don't want to get involved in politics. It's not a matter of getting involved in politics. It's to put your head out there and read, listen, and discern. Is all this in the Bible? Well, we're seeing out there, when we check the temperature of what's going on in America, is a grinding away of the U.S. Constitution and all it stands for, the Bill of Rights by intentional, intentionally appointed, well-placed people at the highest peak of government in America. Now, of late you've been hearing it said, our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, and this is what they keep hammering away at. But America is not a democracy. America is a republic. <laughs> and before, they would say the great republic of America, which it is, because that's what the Constitution says. But they're hammering away at democracy, 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 democracy. And what they're doing is they are getting in the mind of the people democracy, majority rule. And that's not how America runs. That's not what the Constitution says. Aside from the majority, America has a system of election and we must understand that this is different from having a, de a, a democracy where the majority of the people run the show. But you're setting Americans up to have the Constitution destroyed, outdated, put it aside, and have it run by democracy. So these agents are already positioned and they're embedded in key pillars of governmental powers. They have corrupted and corroded the key pillars and the foundations upon which the empire rests. And at the moment, a severe pressure, a given signal, an alarm will be sounded, and the whole system is going to collapse. Is this God-ordained? Yes, it is. Is this instituted by God himself? Yes, it is. God said, this is what he is going to do. Now, for you to understand 
where in the Bible God says it's going to do it, you got to get the book. Okay? Plain and simple. God says, this is what I'm going to do. And he tells and he lays out the plan. I'm going to go through a couple of it a little bit later. But God says, this is what I'm going to do. This nation is going to come down at a given signal. There will be an alarm sounded and the whole system is going to collapse. Now, we're going to talk about the role of the rich. You've got to understand rich people. America, the richest nation upon the face of the earth, talked about in the Bible. Hmm? Land of pleasure, lovers of pleasure, land of great treasure. Hmm? And we've got to understand that God, when he wrote the Bible, or he had his, his, his prophets write the Bible, he talked about America. You cannot miss. So let's talk about the rich and the role they, 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 they play. The rich has set up a system of government in America, and we cannot feed ourselves into the system. Now, why do you say so? The Bible stipulates Proverbs 22, 7, and it says that the rich rules over or above the poor. Borrower is slave to lender. Now, understand also very carefully that the rich rules above the poor, which means they keep the poor poor so they can maintain the status quo. It is the rich that rules over, not the politician, the president. The rich selects who they want to become presidents and senators and congressmen, and they finance their campaigns. And it doesn't matter who runs the country, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, they're two sides of the same coin. The rich are going to have their way regardless of who or which political party is running the nation. Did you understand that? I hope you do. The rich rules over the system, the political system, rules over the president, senators, congressmen, the cabinet, the whole system, the judiciary, everything is set up and run by and for the rich. There's two systems of judgment, one for the rich, one for the poor. What the rich and the elites can do and get away with, you cannot do and get away with as a poor man. Please understand that this is the system. And we as people who believe in the Lord, we cannot feed the system. We cannot feed the system. We are to burn the system down and burn it with the fire and the brimstone of Almighty God. We are to raise up prophecy, prophesy against the system, cry out against the system because it needs to be cried out against. It's a wicked and an abominable system. It's become an abomination to God. Our whole life at this point must be an act of rebellion and resistance to the world of darkness. The laws, the rules that have been made in this nation against God is what? Darkness, abomination. And we cannot go along with the, with the program. We cannot march along and believe and believe that, yes, it is well. No. We are God's heritage. We are God's children. 
And because of the dark acts, the wicked acts, the evil works of darkness, the judgment of God is now hammering the United States. It is hammering Babylon in so many different ways, too numerous to tell. Let's give you an example. Read on a report recently, and it says the U.S. economy slouched. See the word they use? Slouch. Didn't say come down, sank, but it slouched towards stagnation. Well, let me rephrase that. The U.S. economy sank and entered stagnation in August. That's this month, of which this is the last day. What is stagnation? It became stagnant. Stagnation means nothing is moving. A river flowing cannot become stagnant. You can go and drink the water because it's a flowing river or a creek. It's flowing and most likely fresh water. You can drink it. But a sitting pool of water, just a little pond, a little thing sitting, it becomes stagnant because it's not flowing. There's no fish in there. There's no anything in there. It just sits there and becomes stagnant. Becomes not potable. Can't drink it. Bacteria. All kind of stuff is in there. And if you drink it, it'll give you cholera. Make you sick. So this is what stagnation is. Nothing moving. It becomes stagnant. That's what happens. Like a dead corpse. No life. No heartbeat. No blood circulation. What is it becoming? Stagnant. And that's what's happening in America. Because it died, it's dead. So stagnation, it sank towards stagnation in August, expanding at its weakest pace in six months. So there was virtually no expansion in America. Normally when things are flowing, things would expand. Jobs are opening up, you know, things are going, production, businesses are producing, people are buying, selling, you know, things are moving. You know, goods are moving. Uh, things are moving, the goods are moving, money is moving. But things sank because things are becoming stagnant. Stagflation is setting in. So it had its weakest point, our weakest pace in six months. A key survey of business leaders indicated Wednesday's stagflation. stagnation. Mm-hmm. So... This is what's going on right now, and this is just the beginning. And now I have explained what stagnation is going on at the moment. Does God have a hand in all this? Yes, he did. Yes, he does. Remember, the nation died 12, 13, 22. When it's dead, no blood circulation. No oxygen. So what's going to happen? Stagnation. What will you do? How will you endure all these judgments? This distress that's coming upon the nation. Nothing moving. Things become stagnant. What's your game plan? How will you endure and go through all this stuff? Now, God said in his word, what he's going to do, and we're going to go over this, then we're going to have, offer the solution that God gives for his people. 
But understand that this is what? The judgment that's coming upon Babylon, USA. That's why you need to get that book. You need to get the book that gives you all the scriptures that tells you what God is going to do and how you are to escape what is coming upon the face of this nation. You ever heard the old saying, when America sneezes, the world catches a cold? Well, unfortunately, that is still true. But God is doing something, and he's doing something miraculous. Because you see, many of the nations that used to depend and told the line to America say, no, we're not going to follow you. We're not going to do what you tell us. We're not going to go along with you in the way you're going. We don't want what you have. So if you sneeze, we don't want it. We're not going to catch a cold because the way you're going, mm -mm, we're not going to follow you. We're not going to go against God. So we're going to go our own way. We're going to obey God. And let God bless us. So if you sneeze, we're not going to catch a cold. So many nations are becoming wise. They're seeing light. And they're walking away from it. Now, here is a prediction of Babylon's fall. What's coming to Babylon? The judgment that's coming upon Babylon. And if you turn your Bibles to Isaiah, the 47th chapter, it's spelled out right there. It's in the Bible. No one can refute it. You might not want to believe it. You might not want to accept it. But you cannot refute it because it's there. So, Isaiah 47. I include this in my book, my last book. Shocking Revelation of Mystery Babylon. And it says, Isaiah 47, verse 1, it says, Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon. Did you see that? Virgin daughter of Babylon, sit in the dust. Did you see the commanding tone that God uses? The prophet Isaiah, he told him, all scriptures given by the inbreathing of God. Write this, Isaiah, my son. Tell Babylon, come down. He called you down. God Almighty calls you to come down from your high place, your high position. Sit in the dust. And he calls it a virgin daughter of Babylon. Now, why is that the virgin daughter of Babylon? Well, America is a young empire, a young country. And if we remember old Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon, that was the old Iraq. That was first Babylon. King of Babylon was Nebuchadnezzar. Well, we know what happened to Babylon of that day. They were conquered. But that was first Babylon, and America is referred to here as the virgin daughter of Babylon. When America was founded in 1776, it was a beautiful place, and she's lasted so far 247 years. And now God prophesied over 3,000 years. He saw what was coming and what would happen. When Isaiah wrote this book, and it says, You virgin daughter of Babylon, come down and sit in the dust. Your days of sitting on a throne where you rule like an emperor and an empire have ended. I'm bringing you down from being an empire and ruling your global position. You're not going to sit on a throne across the nations of the world anymore. They have ended. God said, they're done. I will end your empire. 
He says, O daughter of Babylonia, never again will you be the lovely princess, tender and delicate. America, you will never be a lovely princess, tender and delicate, where people look up to you. Tender and delicate. People admire you, your beauty. Tender and delicate. A princess like Miss Universe. Look up to you and admire your beauty. Everybody wants to come here. Everybody wants America. And they speak so highly about it. You're admired. Said, never again will you be the lovely princess. God says in his word, and this is what we see going on today, the fulfillment. That's why so many nations are saying to America, we don't want what you have. The Muslim nations are telling America, you can take your LGBTQ and stuff and keep it. I'm going to be nice. I won't say anything profane. Many of the African countries and the little islands are saying, you can take it. We don't want it. And we don't want your money either. Take it and you know what to do with it. We will not follow you. As far as we're concerned, you're an abomination. Don't send your vice president. Don't send your ambassador here. Don't send anybody with that nonsense here. We will not listen to you. We don't want your immorality and your wickedness. God says in verse 2 uh, to, 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 to Babylon, the daughter of Babylon, take a heavy millstone, you princess, huh? tender and delicate. Take millstones, heavy millstones, and grind your flour. Remove your veil and strip off your robe. Expose yourself to public view. God, what does that mean? It means humiliation. Remove your veil. A woman to remove her veil, strip off her robe, expose herself to public view, a tender and delicate princess? No! That's humiliation. You're no longer a princess. You're going to become a common worker, a slave. Take heavy millstones and grind flour. You will be naked and burdened with shame. I will take vengeance against you without pity. This is the word of God, and this is what God is saying to Babylon. He goes on, verse 4, he says, Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, is the Holy One of Israel. Who is that? Hmm? Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, is the Holy One of Israel. Who is that? That's Jesus. Now remember, who's speaking? Jesus. Why? He's speaking judgment. The Bible says, for the Father judgeth no man, no person. All judgment has been committed unto the Son. And here you have Jesus speaking judgment. And who? has been kicked out of the culture, kicked out of the schools, kicked out of everywhere, almost everywhere in America. Jesus, they have brought in the devil. He goes on, oh, beautiful Babylon, sit in darkness and silence. Never again will you be known as a queen of kingdoms. Queen of kingdoms. 
queen of kingdoms. Never again will you be known as the queen of kingdoms. The empire is finished. 250 years is the longest serving empire, which was Spain, England, and the Ottoman Empire. I wrote that in my book. America has 247 years. In 2026, July 4th, which is my birthday, July 4th, 2026, it should be 250 years. Will it make another three years? A good question. Don't know. God didn't tell me to give up with a time or a date on anything, but he only told me the scripture. Now look at what he says here. You will sit in darkness and you will sit in silence. I wrote in my book, According to what I see and what the Lord revealed to me, that America is going to sit in darkness, the power grid is going to go down. America has built such a dependency upon technological advances, the internet, electricity, everything of that nature. Now they want to go solar, they want to go everything battery powered, they're cutting down all types of oil, fossil fuels they call it. They don't want to drill for gasoline, and they don't want to upgrade the system to bring about electricity. And I prophesy, God showed me, America is going to sit in darkness. America is going to sit in silence. Do you remember the old copper line phones we used to have? Every house had one. They called them the copper line. I don't have any. I don't have any more. Everything is all cellular. Now the cellular phones, they all depend on the internet connection, cell towers. God says, all that's coming down. Oh, beautiful Babylon, you have reached such a height of beauty and technology. You're not going to sit in silence and you're going to sit in darkness. Enjoy it while you can. I love AC. Today was like about 94, 95 degrees Fahrenheit. Thank God for air conditioning. But I don't know when America is going to be in darkness and in silence. No electricity, no communication, no ATMs. No ATMs, no money. Ponder that for a moment. Up where the hurricane hit, there's no electricity. They're in darkness. I don't know if their cell towers went down many times. They might be in silence. I know one thing for sure. Any gas stations that are open in that area, they'll tell you, cash only. There's no electricity. We don't have no um, internet. So you cannot pay by a card. Smart cards, smartphones, and all that. All that's down. Bring cash only. Saw that in Fort Myers. Cape Coral, when we went there right after Hurricane Ian. So, this is what's coming. God says, I was angry with my chosen people, and I punished them by letting them fall into your hands. But you, Babylon, you showed them no mercy. You oppressed even the elderly. This is a reference to the first Babylon. Remember, uh, the, king of, the, king, the kings of Israel rebelled against God, and Babylon came down, besieged Israel, and led them into captivity for 70 years in old Babylon. That's what God is referring to. So there is a 
twofold message when we talk about Babylon here, but God refers to specifically this message, virgin daughter of Babylon, which means current Babylon, USA, not the first Babylon. This is a reference to the old Babylon. You said I will reign forever as queen of the world. You did not reflect on your actions or think about their consequences. Listen to this, you pleasure-loving kingdom. And isn't this the same pleasure-loving Babylon like Nebuchadnezzar's Babylon? You remember Belshazzar, he had a party for a thousand of his lords, and they had a wild orgy. Men and men and women and women, they loved pleasure. They did everything. And they, God came in and he broke in upon them and he wrote something on a wall. A hand appeared and a finger wrote on the wall. Mene, mene, take hell of Harsin. You've been weighed in the balances and you've been found wanting. Hmm? Your kingdom is take, divided and it's going to be taken from you. And the Bible said that very night, the kingdom was overrun, taken from Babylon. Babylon was no more that very night. Listen, you pleasure-loving kingdom, living at ease, feeling secure, mighty military. You say, I am the only one, and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose my children. Verse 9, well, both these things will come upon you in a moment. Widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you, despite all your witchcraft and magic. Despite what? All of your what? Witchcraft and magic? Yes. There is no nation on the face of the earth that works more witchcraft than magic than America. Oh, you didn't know that. We always thought it was some backward little place over in Africa that, oh, they do witchcraft. Oh, no, 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 no. You drive up and down and see how many places they have called palm readers. You go and search the internet and see what they got called. Uh, uh, and they, they have names for them, you know, tarot cards. Hmm? And all different kind of things. They're involved in sorcery and witchcraft. Search the internet. And then when you go, and I, without getting into a lot of details, what do you think the Statue of Liberty is all about? It's about witchcraft and magic. <laughs> Asherah, Diana, the goddess. That symbolizes what? Witchcraft. That's what the Statue of Liberty is all about. And that's what produces the immorality, pornography. America is the kingpin. 60% of the internet traffic, pornography. Where did it come from? Come from San Francisco, <coughs> Silicon Valley, all across the world. They'll give you porno. All manner of porno in your own language, and you can pay using any device you have. Any little dialect you speak across the nation to the world, all you need is a smartphone. Oh, I, I research these things, okay? This is what they're doing. So the witchcraft and the magic, the sorcery, Wall Street, money, 
That's where all those things are done. Where they drink blood in rituals and eat flesh of human people, children. That's what's going on. You don't know it. But these things are going on. And this is how they get money. Money magic rituals. And this goes on all across America. <laughs> you felt secure in your wickedness. No one sees me, you said, but your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. And you said, I am the only one and there is no other. So disaster will overtake you. This is what God is telling them. You won't be able to charm it away. You won't be able to work any witchcraft or magic. Calamity will fall upon you. You won't be able to buy, bribe your way out. You can't pay people like America pays people. I'll give you a million dollars. You do what I tell you. No, you can't buy this thing. People are refusing their money now. Keep your money. We don't want your money because we don't want your abomination. And he says a catastrophe will strike you suddenly, one for which you're not prepared. Verse 12, now use your magical charms. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. Use the what? The spells, the curses, the hexes you have worked at all these years. You are becoming adept. Not witchcraft and magic, sorcery. Maybe they will do you some good. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. Well, people are not afraid of you anymore, Babylon. God has taken the fear, the cup of trembling out of their hands. God has put it in your hands. Verse 13, all the advice you receive has made you tired. We're all your astrologers, those stargazers who make predictions each month. Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire. They cannot save themselves from the flame. You will get no help from them at all. Their heart is no place to sit for warmth. All your friends, those with whom you have done business since childhood, will go their own ways, turning a deaf ear to your cries. You'll be left isolated. You'll be left alone, Babylon. No one will come to your rescue. This is the word of God. This is what God has to say. This is your judgment. This is the judgment that's coming out. That's why you need that book. So much more in there. This is the word of God. Every verse has the explanation underneath there, what God is referring to. We are to remember again the rich and the political leaders, the billionaires. That's why they got billions. Made deals with the devil. The political rulers are under the thumb and the boots of the billionaires. They work for the rich. They've never been concerned about the poor masses other than to oppress them more and more and keep them poorer. Hmm? The people shall become weary. They're grinding down of the rights, grinding down of the speech, grinding down of any form of protest. You will toe the line. You will listen and you will obey. But there's hope. Fasting and prayer can never be ground down. 
Mm-mm, you can't grind down fasting and prayer. And some people will be forced to go on involuntary fasting. You ain't got no food, you're going to go on a fast. So, well, you ain't got no food, and you've got to go on a fast and begin to pray, seriously. And not pray like that, but declare the word of God. When the word is declared, in earnest, God will respond. So anyone who is ground down, fasting and prayer can never be ground down. It only makes you stronger and more intense, more determined. The more they try to drive us and beat us down, it's like hammering a nail into a piece of wood. The more they hammer you, the more deeper we get in the wood, the more secure we get. You can't beat down a Christian. Uh Uh-uh. Because we only get stronger and stronger. And when we get stronger, just like the church, that we pray without ceasing, God will respond. He will send angels. The word of God never becomes weary. The word of God never gets tired. And to add to all this, give you a little ice cream. Did you know that in America there's a civil war coming? You probably have heard that. Did you know it's in the Bible? Jeremiah 51. If you turn there, you look at verse 46. Jeremiah 51, verse 46. That's why you got to get that book. Can't explain everything to you all in one night. And it says, Jeremiah 51, verse 46, Unless your heart faint, and you fear for the rumor that shall be heard in the land, a rumor shall come both shall both come one year, and after that, in another year. So a rumor in one year, and a rumor in another year. Shall come a rumor. And then what? Violence in the land. Violence in the land. What? Violence in the land. That means civil war. Bloodshed. Violence is coming in the land. Ruler against Ruler. Do you know that America has two rulers right now? Most people don't know it. America does have two rulers. One, Trump, when he uh, lost the election, they say, he never conceded defeat. Never conceded defeat. In his mind, in his heart, he's still the president. He never handed over the mantle to Biden. Biden is supposed to be a ruler. Trump is supposed to be a ruler. So the Bible here tells you ruler against ruler. Exactly what the Bible says is exactly what we see here in Babylon. Rumor, then violence in the land. Violence in the land. Ruler against ruler. Talk about that some other time. A lot about a lot of information to go about that. Now, you cannot hack it. What's going to happen? What's coming up on the face of the earth? What's here? What's going on? What's coming? As a child of God, without Jesus of Nazareth, you need Him. You need Him in the front. You need Him behind you. You need Him beside you. Left and right, you need them above you and you need them beneath you. You can't do it on your own. You need Jesus. 
If you're not a child of God, you need to become a child of God. Tell Jesus, I surrender, I give up. I'm not going to fight you anymore. I'm going to do it your way. You'll take over your life. Let him come in. Let him take over. And then when Jesus comes in, you'll have the power, the wherewithal, to resist the devils, resist the darkness that they bring. We must understand carefully that all comes down from the rich, the lovers of money who seek to rule the world. Don't run after movie stars and rich people living in what they call a delicious life. It is an abomination. You don't know how they got their money. You don't know the wickedness and the evil, the sorcery and the witchcraft that they do. You don't know how they sold their souls to the devil. You remember Satan came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I have all these kingdoms, and I'll give them to you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said, ah, get the hands from me, devil. We must worship God, and him only shall we serve. Thank God for you, and you, and you, and you. We don't serve the devil. We worship Jesus. Because we worship Jesus, he's going to take care of us. Close with this. Isaiah 40 and verse 28. says, Have you not known? Have you not heard? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint. Neither is he weary. He don't get tired, exhausted. There is no searching of his understanding. Well, if he lives in you, why are you weak? Why are you fainting? I can't faint because he's on board. He's supposed to be the front man. The devil can't touch you until he knocks down Jesus. And he is not going to knock down Jesus. He cannot win against Jesus. So if the devil cannot win because Jesus is in control, why are you fainting? Why are you worried? Why do you have anxiety? Cast the burdens on Jesus. Begin to declare the word. Put that fire out there before you. Yeah, everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint, neither is he weary. Then there is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29, he gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he'll increase your strength. Are you fainting tonight? Do you feel like you're fainting? you feel stressed out? That's all right. Okay. The Bible says, to those who have no might, no power, he will increase your strength. I speak over you tonight in the authority of the name Jesus of Nazareth. Your strength is increased. This is the message he gave me to give you. To them who have no might, he increases strength. I speak an increase of your strength now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Receive it now. Receive it now. He's increasing your strength. Lift your hands and receive it. Receive it. Receive it. No more stress. No more stress. No more stress. No more fear. No more doubts. No more intimidation. No more. Maybe you're at the end of your rope. You're at your wit's end. No more. I speak over your peace. The peace of God. I speak the anointing of God upon you right now. No more fear. No more doubting. 
No more weakness. No more fainting. In the name of Jesus, he will take care of you. He will not abandon you. He will not leave you high and dry. Trust him. 24 hours. Less than 24 hours, he can turn it around for you. He will turn it around for you. Begin to trust him. Begin to declare his word. Stop speaking negatively. My God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. He will supply. He will take care of you. He will fix it for you. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Trust him. Tonight, tonight, turnaround is coming. Breakthrough is coming. I didn't ask you about what's going on in the world. I didn't ask you about Wall Street and what they're saying out there. I didn't ask you what's going on with your neighbor and all your friends. I'm talking about what's going on with you. I'm pointing you to Jesus. You've got a relationship with him. He's got your back. He's got you in the hollow of his hands, and he's going to fix it for you tonight. Trust him. He will increase your strength. He will give you power. He will increase your strength. And he's doing it right now in Jesus' name. Receive it, receive it, receive it in the name of Jesus. May the Lord bless you tonight. May the Lord keep you. May he make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord God lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Both now until he returns. Have yourself an awesome and an amazing night. God bless you. Catch you again next Thursday.